everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of Every Which Way. My name is Dana, and I have been a practicing witch since I was around 14 years old. Uh, I like to, I'm kind of, I suppose if I had to label myself, I'm an eclectic witch and I like to do a little bit of everything. I like, I like the candles. I like the herbs. I like the crystals. I like the tarot. I like the astrology. I like, I like, I like all of it really. There's not really a single aspect of witchcraft that I don't like. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. I'm also a big nerd. I will talk about Zelda and video games and a lot of nerds, more than likely. And I also love cats. I have three. Um, My oldest is Salem. He's primarily a black kitty. And he's laying right beside me. Yes, he's a fifth boy. And he has a tiny little triangular patch of white fur on his chest. And he is a big mama's boy. Yes, aren't you? Yes. My middle kitty is named Minerva, after Minerva McGonagall, and she is a tortoiseshell calico, and I adore her. And my youngest is also my newest, and her name is Luna, aka Lunatic Luna, because she is still a kitten and she is a crackhead. So yeah, there you go. Uh, today, today's been a nice, wet, rainy day. I'm recording this at midnight on Sunday, and I've got, like, nine candles burning right now, and it's making the room smell amazing. Uh, today, uh, me and my partner, Dawn, we had just a nice little, a nice little movie day. We laid down our futon in the living room, and we curled up on some pillows and blankets, and had a lot of junk food, and watched just spooky movies. Uh, two of them that I've never seen, or Grave Encounters, and, oh, excuse me, tired, Grave Encounters 2, and I actually enjoyed those. I liked the first one a little bit better than the second one, but they were both pretty, pretty solid movies. So yeah, how has how's everyone been? How's your, how was your week? How was your weekend? Are you, are you drinking anything? Anything special? Do you have a nice little snack? I um right now I just have water. But earlier during during the uh, movie marathon, I was binging on popcorn and pichos, which are some of my favorite snacks. Yeah, uh, another thing about me that I absolutely love is food. I love food and I love eating and I love making food and putting food into my mouth which is what you do with food. And now I'm just kind of rambling. Wow. Wow. Alrighty, so what is the topic of today's episode? Well, I'm proud to say that it is the second deity that we will be covering. And their name is Viracocha. So let's get right into it. All right, Viracocha, spelled V-I-R-A-C-O-C-H-A. They are a creator god, primarily of the pre-Inca peoples and of the Incas. Uh, The name can be translated to mean sea foam or sea of fat, sea of creation, or sea of potential. Uh, to be quite honest, Viracocha is more of a title than an actual name. 
as it was kind of seen as the force of creative energy in and itself. Also, a supreme creator. So instead of Viracocha, Viracocha being like the name of a person, kind of like Fred, it was kind of like an honorific title that meant supreme creator. They were also known as Viracocha and Contiki. Uh, Viracocha possessed titles such as Lord Instructor of the World, the Ancient One, and the Old Man of the Sky. In the very beginning, before time and space, Viracocha remo- removed, emerged from Lake Titicaca, whose waters are said to be sacred to the peoples of the culture living there. Upon his birth, he forged time and the very earth itself, during which the sun, moon, stars, and planets arose from the island of the sun at the center of the lake. Humans were molded by the stones from the lake shore, and he gifted upon to them clothing, songs, seeds, and spirituality, as well as his offspring. That being said, he would also destroy the people that he made, and... As a result, after destroying them, remake them, and spread them out into the four cardinal directions. Viracocha is considered an all-powerful, omniscient deity who taught many skills and techniques to the people that he made, and was a cultural hero to some. At times, he was depicted as an old man with a beard, long robes, and a staff. As was previously stated, Viracocha was sometimes considered an honorific title, but not just for the Incas, but also for, unfortunately, Spanish conquerors and eventually all white people as a whole. Viracocha was assimilated from pre-Inca peoples of from the pre-Inca peoples of Peru into the Incan pantheon. And it was during, and uh, it was speculated that this occurred under the reign of an emperor who derived their name from Viracocha. So the emperor was also named Viracocha. It was believed by the Incan people and even some of the pre-Inca people that Viracocha was a highly hands-off god, preferring other deities to oversee daily life of the world. As a result of that, other deities were more widely beloved and revered than he was, not saying that he wasn't considered, like, big, all-powerful and everything like that, because he was. It's just that he was not at the forefront, if that makes any sense, and I hope that it does. His name was rarely spoken aloud due to being considered sacred. And instead, words meaning light, beginner, beginning, or instructor were used to refer to Viracocha. There is a legend that tells that the first cre- that the first race of peoples that Viracocha created were giants. But because they were mis- mischievous, rebellious, and acted in a way that he found unpleasant, he destroyed them using via a flood. So he fled them all. 
killing all but two and turning them into stone. Many were left still standing as stone carvings in, at sites such as Pukara and Tiwanaku. And I apologize, by the way, if I am pronouncing all of this horribly. I, uh, not gonna lie, I did not take Spanish, so I, I am, I'm, I'm, so I apologize, and I hope I'm not offending anybody. <clears throat> After bestowing humans with all of his gifts, Viracocha traveled all over the world as a beggar, going by the name Contiki, or Contichi Viracocha. He wasn't always welcomed, though, and more often than not, stones were thrown at him. Legend tells that he gifted a battle axe and a headdress to Manco Paca, the first Incan ruler. Llamas and humans were sacrificed during important ceremonies to Viracocha. As he was detached from the daily lives of ordinary folk, Viracocha was mainly worshipped steadily, as in being the, at the forefront, by nobility. And more often than not, it was mainly during times of political unrest. Legend also states that Viracocha and two of his sons sailed across the Pacific Ocean upon reaching modern-day Ecuador, vowing to one day return. In art, he is depicted mostly as an old beggar, but could also sometimes be seen as a as a weeping man wearing a crown that represented the sun and dual wielding thunderbolts. His tears represented the rain, and the reason that he wept is because as he wandered the earth, he saw his creations devolve into warfare and hatred, and that broke his heart. He is first mentioned in Spanish Chronicles in 1553 1553 by Pedro Seza de Leon. That sounded more French than Spanish, and I am so, so sorry. So, Spanish conquerors seemed to have interpreted Viracocha as their Christian god during initial colonization, and it's because of this that they used God in place of Viracocha. This was mainly to aid in converting the Incan culture to Christianity. So now that we have a little history and know a little bit more about Viracocha, what what does this have to do with witchcraft and and all that good jazz? Well, if you give me a minute, I'll I'll, I'll tell you. But before I do, first I want to say that it is my personal belief. So this is me that. If a deity reaches out to someone that they want to work with, it is okay for that someone to work with them, even if they're not of the culture that that deity originated from, if that makes any sense. So, for example, if I wanted to work with Amaterasu, 
from Shinto mythology, from Japan. And she was receptive and okay and willing to work alongside me, then that would be okay. That's that's how I believe it. Now, I'm not saying that it's okay to culturally appropriate anything. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I think that deities and spirits in general are just on a different level and plane than the one that we currently physically inhabit. And I don't think that any of us have a right to tell them who they can or can't work with. Now, that's my own personal viewpoints on it. And maybe I'm wrong for thinking that, but I I just think that if a deity genuinely wants to work alongside a person, it wouldn't matter to them where where they come from. I don't think that they put that much importance on stuff as that. Because I think that deities can genuinely see the soul or essence or what have you of a person and can decide for themselves if they're if it's if they're someone to work with or not. But that's just that's just how I view things. And again, I, I could very well be wrong. But I just wanted to get that out there and make that very, very clear. Alright, so in witchcraft, say you want to work with Viracocha. So say maybe he reached out to you despite kind of being a little bit aloof. Or maybe you reached out to him and he acquiesced or accepted. What are some things that you can work with him on or with? Well, as he created, as he is considered the creator of the sun, the moon, and planets and stars, I think that any kind of spell work, working, that need to use sun, moon, planet, or star energy would be a good thing to involve him in, anything of that nature. Leading not only that, but as a creator and also a destroyer of peoples and things, maybe it wouldn't hurt in asking for his assistance in manifesting something, like creating something, either not just like a piece of art, but maybe a life or or something, but also ending something. Maybe, maybe if you, if you're working with him or have that connection and you want to do a cord cutting and kind of end a relationship that did not go all that well, maybe it wouldn't hurt to ask Viracocha for a hand or for some of his energy or anything like that. Or maybe you want to end a particular behavior that or habit that you've developed and you need just some of that big god energy maybe ask him for for strength or assistance or wisdom on that not only is he a creator but i would I like to think that Viracocha could also assist in any form of sea magic. 
or magic dealing with the ocean, as one of the literal translations of Viticocha is sea foam. And not only that, but he did journey off across the Pacific Ocean. So maybe if you wanted to do some sort of ocean magic, say you're at the beach and you want to do a cleansing, but you feel like you need a deity, and Viticocha is one of the ones that you work with, maybe just reach out and ask him to please just help me cleanse me, help me cleanse my body and mind and spirit of this, that, or the other thing. Or maybe even during travels across the ocean. So like either on a boat or even in a plane, just ask him for some protection or however many, you know, however much he's willing to get. Not just that, but I think lightning um, for those that like to use either lightning symbol, symbolism, or actual lightning or storms themselves in your magical practice. Maybe that could be another association in which you could call upon Viracocha. After all, lightning, while dangerous, may also help to shed light on something. So maybe if you're trying to do like a truth spell or or have something come crashing down during a storm or something like that. Maybe using the symbol of lightning to represent him wouldn't wouldn't hurt you. Another thing that I thought would be an interesting and kind of weird, I guess, for lack of a better term, is uh, detaching yourself from a person or situation. So, like I explained earlier, the pre-Inca and ancient Inca peoples did believe that Viracocha was not very present or forefront in the day-to-day. So, maybe if you need, like, if there's a situation or a person that maybe you're, you're not your judgment is skewed or it's clouded and you're not quite able to like remove yourself from that. Maybe asking him for guidance or wisdom or a way to do that wouldn't hurt. And I think a big one to kind of wrap this all up would be political matters. Again, as I said, stated before, he was primarily worshipped by nobility and mostly during political upheaval and unrest. So maybe like if you're at a job and you're, you know, there's, there's, you're trying to get a position, but there's a nasty rumor going around. Maybe, maybe ask him to like, I don't know, sway things in your favor for that promotion or, or job. Or if you're even like just in your local community and you want to do something, but you have some opposition, maybe, maybe call upon him for, for his guidance and protection or stuff like that. I, I think that even if there's not a lot of forefront and obvious, uh, magical stuff, things, (laughs) words be hard right now. It's, it's still possible. But yeah, that's that's mostly what I got for you. I'm not going to lie, this was kind of a short and sweet thing. Um, a lot of what I saw 
and found in my research on Viracocha was pretty much the same thing, staying over Rukren, saying that he's a supreme creator god, but often detached, not really at the forefront, and just a handful of stuff. So I wasn't able to as deep a dive as I wanted to, but maybe maybe this was good enough. And hey, maybe you've never even heard of Viracocha, and this is your first time. Maybe you want to you know, go go deeper in into that or even research them yourself. Or maybe you know someone who is from South America or or of Hispanic uh, descent or of a Hispanic culture and you just, you know, found, you know, want something new to talk about or maybe they know more. I mean, it is very possible. And I hope I didn't offend anyone or anything like that by doing this because Viracocha is not a deity that I work with or anything like that but I do like learning and learning about new things and when this topic was pulled I thought it was actually pretty cool so I hope that I didn't offend anyone that's not that's not what I aim to do Alrighty, so folks listen because it is October and we are nearing, we are like at the midpoint pretty much of October. The next episode is going to be all about Sawain, baby. It's going to be my, oh, Sawain's my favorite. And I am so excited. I cannot wait to cover Sawain on this podcast. I am just, I'm so excited. This is going to be great. And after that, it's going to be another Sabbath spook. So I hope you guys are ready to get down and spook her with this witch. (laughs) Now, before I um, end off, I'm going to do a little shuffle here for my uh, card of the week. And I am once again using Amanda Lovelace's Cozy Witch Tarot deck that still smells very new that I bought last weekend. And I'm very much excited. The art is gorgeous, and the backs of these cards is just utterly adorable, and I love it. Alrighty, give a nice little shuffle, 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 shuffle. Oh, yeah, baby. Do that. Alright, there we go. Ooh. I know I've already stated this, but can I just say, Amanda, the, the, the artwork... And for this deck is truly just magnificent. But the card that I pulled is the Three of Pentacles. And the caption on the card reads, What's the saying? Teamwork makes the spell work. And I love that. It's a it's three witches, and they're sitting at a picnic table, and one of them is putting herbs into a cauldron, and there's a lit green candle and some crystals and some pentagrams, and it looks like they're out in the woods and that they're having just a wonderful time. And it is true, teamwork does make the spell work. There is plenty that one can do on their own, as both as a solitary person and as a solitary witch. But sometimes it wouldn't hurt to have a helping hand. And I think that's important to keep in mind. I know that for some people, myself included, it's hard 
sometimes to ask for help. And even if you are given the help without asking, it's hard to accept it. But I think we all need to keep in mind that it's nothing to be ashamed of having and asking for that help. Not at all. I mean, it, it takes it takes the strength of many to conquer a mountain after all. And yeah, I just I love that. I love that. That's the that's the car of the week. Alrighty, my wonderful, wonderful friends, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to me prattle on. I truly do appreciate, appreciate it. Um, there is a Facebook page for this podcast. It is the Every Which Way podcast Facebook page. Uh, catch me on Instagram at Witch of the Gathering. And I also have an email, which is every which way podcast, I think. Let me double check just to make sure because I did not double check that. Yep, every which way podcast at gmail.com. So hit me up with a uh with an email or something. Tell me tell me what you, you like about it. Tell me what you hate about the uh the uh the the show or something like that uh if you have a a suggestion for a future topic feel free to uh either email me or or leave it on on the insta or or anything like that and yeah i want to thank you again for taking the time to listen to me and i hope that you all have a marvelously magical monday later witches